0: Laser Sights will make you a more accurate and confident shooter by providing visual feedback on sight alignment and trigger control. Crimson Trace. Making Laser Sights standard equipment. Learn more at CrimsonTrace.com.
1: Today, on Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, how can you help the community training and education efforts of the Black Guns Matter program touring the U.S.? Plus, members of the House Judiciary Committee refuse to hear from Republican Whip Steve Scalise on the subject of current gun control legislation. Training Talk with Tiger McKee, an introduction to
2: concealed handguns, and more. And as always, call 866-TALK-GUN with your comments, questions, and rage reports. And now... Here's Tom. Welcome, welcome.
0: Hey, glad you could be with us. Tom here. It's Gun Talk. Yeah, we do this every week because nobody else will. Nobody else is crazy enough to do this. Talk about guns for 3 hours, 4 hours actually, if you include the podcast. Yeah, and more because that's what we do pretty much uh, all day, every day. It's okay. I've only had about 60-something years of talking about guns. Grew up doing this, as did a lot of people. I had the most wonderful experience yesterday. It's just one of those little vignettes. i got to tell you about it. Um, I'm walking through the Sam's Club uh, in Louisiana, just outside of New Orleans. I'm walking through the produce area. There's two ladies talking in the produce area, and I would guess them to be roughly 60-ish. Okay? and As I go by, I just catch this one little snippet. Of conversation, and this one lady says, "Yeah, tomorrow we're going to the shooting range. We have got to check out a new gun." And I just moved on. I just I smile for like two minutes. It was it was so cool. It was just like, "Yeah, America, that'll work." Hey, by the way, welcome. Uh, I number here, if you'd like to join us, eight six six Talk Gun. A lot of things going on. Tis the season, as you know. We've had a uh, a change in Congress. It has um, shifted over in the House to it's controlled by the Democrats. And as promised, and they promised, or if you prefer threatened, uh, they're pushing their gun control bills, gun ban bills, gun confiscation bills, a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, So they they actually did that, had a hearing on one of them this week. And, of course, you think, well, if there's going to be... fair, if it's going to be even, if it's going to be bipartisan. I, I know, I know, I know, it's silly me. <laughs> they wouldn't want everybody to talk. Well, evidently not. Joining me right now is uh, somebody we are very happy to have on the show, uh, United States Congressman. He is the House Minority Whip. Steve Scalise joins us. Congressman, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Tom, great to be with you.
0: Absolutely. Did you, don't you just love that little story in Sam's Club?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's- it, people don't understand just how widespread the, uh, the appreciation for the Second Amendment is. I mean, there are a lot of people that uh, go and have their own guns, use guns to defend themselves, and go to the shooting range to uh, yeah. to make sure they got good aim.
0: Exactly. And it uh, cuts across, you know, all walks of life, young, old, uh, every race, uh, you know, it uh, doesn't matter, man or woman, it, it's everywhere. But I want to go to this this hearing. Uh, you have been a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, and a lot of people wondered, frankly, after the uh, horrendous shooting where you were shot severely uh, injured by someone who basically just wanted to kill Republicans, conservatives, uh, people wondered, well, what's that going to do to your view on firearms ownership of the Second Amendment? And it didn't seem to shake it at
2: all.
1: No, you know, it, it, I've got strong-held beliefs, and— our, our Second Amendment was really, when you read the the writings of our founding fathers, they strongly believed in the right for people to have guns to defend themselves, and uh, it was something they just assumed was a was a right from the beginning. They didn't put it in the Constitution because they thought it was just an, an understood right. But then later on, mm-hmm. of course, you saw threats to it, so it was included in the Bill of Rights. And you know what happened to me? I mean, frankly, there were there were people with guns there to counter the shooter, and that's. What saved me and everybody else on that ball field. So this idea that guns are the problem, uh, you know, there are bad people all the time using different weapons to go and commit crimes. And just because it's a certain kind of gun, you'll see the left go nuts and say, let's Mm -hmm. ban things. And I think it's important that people know what their legislation is about and how radical it is, because most Americans, I think, have that same fundamental belief that we all ought to have the right to defend ourselves.
0: Well, you had a wonderful piece in, on the Fox News website this week where you made the point, that look, you know, your life was saved by people with guns. You were fortunate, being the majority whip at the time, you had Capitol Police protecting you, two very brave and accomplished officers. But you made the point in your piece that, you know, not everybody has Capitol Police to protect them, and they still need to be able to protect themselves.
1: Right. You know, in, in my case, David Bailey and Crystal Greiner are true heroes who were— there on the ball field. Both were shot during the shootout and kept going at it until they ultimately took down the shooter with the help of Alexandria police. And, you know, not not everybody is, is going to have police right there on the spot, and they ought to have the right to defend themselves. And look, I'm a strong supporter of Richard Hudson's bill, uh, the Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act. Many mm-hmm. states, like my home state, in Louisiana, have concealed carry laws. And you have to go through real training. There's, you know, there's a rigorous process to get that permit. And and if you look at the the population of the country as a whole, concealed carry permit holders are much more law abiding and safer. And uh, when they use guns, it's to defend themselves. And uh, you know you ought to have that opportunity.
0: Well, now, so the uh, the Democrats held this hearing on HR eight, their new gun control bill. And it would make sense. You have an interesting perspective on the Second Amendment, being a victim of crime with a gun. Um, They didn't let you speak, did they?
1: Yeah, you know, when when we have hearings, uh, members, not often, but members of Congress sometimes have an interesting perspective. And we always provide a venue for members of Congress to be a part of that panel when it's requested, Republican or Democrat. And Mm -hmm. uh, when the Democrat... Uh, committee, Judiciary Committee, started this hearing. It was supposed to be on reducing gun violence. And, of course, they're bringing up this bill, H.R. 8, which has a lot of gun control measures. You know, and I I think it's important to point out, by the way, one of the measures in H.R. 8 says if you loan your gun to a friend and they go use it at a firing range, Tom, uh, that could be a violation of federal law where you get a year in prison and a $100,000 fine. Uh, Mm -hmm. And there are other things like that in that bill. Uh, so it's about gun control. It's not about reducing gun violence. And my, part of my testimony was going to be that if that bill was in law, uh, the day before my shooting, uh, that still wouldn't have shot my, stopped my shooting. If, if it was in place before the Parkland shooting, there's nothing in that bill that would have stopped the Parkland shooting. But it would limit the rights of law-abiding citizens, and we need to highlight and point that out. And so that's what the uh, that's what the bill would have done, but you know they didn't. They didn't want to hear my testimony and tried to silence the the testimony. But I think because of that, it actually ended up getting a lot more national attention because people said, wait a minute, they're banning him from speaking in the committee. Right. What's really going on?
0: This is what they call their, quote-unquote, universal background check. What it actually means is, just as the congressman has said, it would make it a crime to loan a gun to someone to take to the range or to go hunting for the weekend uh, you would have to go get a background check done at a dealership when you loan the gun, and then when your buddy brings you back the gun on Monday after he's been duck hunting, you have to go through another federal background check, which may cost you as much as $50 each time you do that uh, in each direction, $50 to, to loan it, $50 to get it back, sometimes more than that. But the real point, and I think you make it excellent, an excellent point, is all of these crimes that they hold up to say, isn't this horrible what has happened? And they are, in fact, horrible. But none of them would have been prevented or stopped or even slowed down by the laws that they are proposing.
1: Right. It just exposes what their agenda really is. They want to make it harder for law-abiding citizens to get a gun. They ultimately want universal gun registration. And they want to limit the ability for people to have guns to defend themselves. And the Second Amendment it's very clear now. I was shocked a few years ago when the U.S. Supreme Court took a case uh, that was trying to really get into the heart of you know what a militia is, and is a well-regulated militia means only you can only have a gun if you're part of the United States military. Unfortunately, it was a five-to-four decision that said that everybody has the right to to have a firearm, even if they're not in the the military. Uh, Tom, that should have been a nine-zero decision. So, it shows you just how important these Supreme Court picks are and what's going on with uh you know with the left and how they try to use the courts to limit the rights of, of gun owners but here's a bill h r eight that that tries to put that in statute, and it's bad
0: when you're on the hill i mean you know most of us never get up there, we don't know the atmosphere I would like to think and maybe I'm just being silly. I would like to think you can have honest discussions with people to say, look, don't you understand this doesn't actually affect the criminal? Do you Are you able to have those kind of conversations, or is everything just so split on partisan lines or ideological lines that you can't even have an honest conversation these days?
1: I mean, you know, the, there are good conversations you can have one-on-one, but when they get in these committee hearings, it's like, you know, the the furthest elements of the left take over – and and they promote these kind of ideas, and they try to make it sound like, you know, if there was only one law that, that we could add to the books that would stop bad people from doing bad things. And look, Tom, if that bill was in existence, it would have been passed already. But then the bills they propose really, in most cases, don't have anything to do with the different crimes and, and kind of violent acts that we've seen. It's more about just limiting the rights of gun owners. That's mm-hmm. their objective. They've been trying to do it for years. and And then they try to take advantage of some of these horrific shootings to go say, hey, look, now we need to promote our gun control bill. And, uh, and again, it's important that we call them out when they do
0: it. The uh, we, we have thousands, literally thousands, of gun control bills in the country. Not one has ever been shown to reduce crime in any jurisdiction. And we have everything, including confiscation and bans. Congressman, let me ask you just one other thing before I let you go here. We're always talking about, you know, if you want to do something about any issue. Contact your congressman, contact your senator. And I know a lot of people think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it really make a difference?
3: It really
1: does. You know, and, it, you know, surprisingly, when, when, you know, when people have an issue, a problem that has to be addressed, uh, sometimes it gets to the level where you literally need an act of Congress to, to fix something. And, you know, problems big or small, a lot of times they get to our offices. And, uh, you know, we can act on some of those things. It doesn't happen every day, but on a a strong basis. I mean, look, a good friend of mine, Dan Zelenka, who I think you know,
3: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: Dan was one of those people who helped me uh, when I was a state representative and you had uh, a lot of of small uh, firearm dealers being sued by every trial lawyer in the country where the city of New Orleans was trying to sue gun makers uh, over crimes and blame them. And we put a bill together. And again, Dan helped me do it. Stephen Gillet was another attorney who who brought the idea to me. And it was literally a couple of friends that that found me and said, look, this is going on. And and I said, well, that's ridiculous. Why should cities be able to sue gun makers for selling a legal product? And, you know, if it's defective. That's one thing. But if it was legal and used properly, or even if somebody improperly used the gun, that's not Mm -hmm. the gun maker's fault. And they were trying to go after him. Why well, I was able to pass that bill. Charlton Heston was head of the NRA. He came down to testify for my bill, and it ultimately passed, went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and was upheld. And the, the city of New Orleans lawsuit against gun makers was thrown out, and it really helped preserve the Second Amendment, because they were going to try to do that in every city in America.
4: Absolutely. And it would have
1: crippled the gun industry. And uh, and it would, came from uh, some people that just contacted me as a state representative and said, hey, look, this is a problem. Can you help? And and we were able to, and it ultimately went national.
0: What works the best is emails, phone calls. If I just say I want to let you know about how I feel about a particular bill when they call your office.
1: Yeah, the most direct contact is better. I mean, a phone call, you know, and a lot of times you'll get people from outside of your district. Uh, It seems like when I do a a national interview, I get calls from California and usually (laughs) some liberal, and a lot of times they'll actually use, profanities with, oh, you know, with these young interns that are answering the phone. And it just shows you some of the, the, the discourtesy on the, on the left. But at the same time, you do get a lot of regular citizens that you uh, represent call on different issues. And it's important that people, you know if they're passionate about an issue, let your member of Congress know it's good for us to, to hear that input from back home.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Steve Scalise, yeah, uh, Dan Zalink is my shooting buddy. So, yeah, I know all the folks. In, okay. And I'm just going to say good. I'm really proud that you, you are my congressman. I'm in your district, and I, we are so proud to have you there. Uh, please keep up the good okay. work.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. You take care. Steve Scalise, congressman from Louisiana. Yeah, there are some really good Congress people up there. 866-TALK-GUN. If that doesn't charge your battery, I don't know what will. Laser sights are an essential firearms training tool, improving the skill level of the shooter by enhancing proper fundamentals like sight alignment and trigger control and providing life-saving practices that can be depended on in moments of crisis. Call 800-442-2406 or visit CrimsonTrace.com for a free copy of our laser training video, The Laser's Edge, and learn why Crimson Trace is making laser sights standard equipment.
3: Tired of searching the web for the best deals on guns, ammunition, and gear? Download the free Gundelio app today for deals and discounts right at your fingertips. Handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammo, optics, lasers, gun safes, targets, gun cleaners, grips, slings, and much, much more. Save money on products you want from the companies you love. New deals, discounts, and rebates added daily. Gundelio, available for free in the App
2: Store and Google Play. This land, once wild and free, fades now from our memory. But I remember what it was like, what we were like, what we are capable of when we band together. Perhaps more than any other landscape, wetlands embody the life-giving abundance that nature has to offer. And perhaps more than any other organization, Ducks Unlimited is working to ensure that our continent's wetlands not only survive, but thrive for generations well beyond this one. These natural wonders are where waterfowl begin their cycle of life, where the deer and the antelope play, and where we, the people, gather together to see and share what makes the outdoors so great. The time is now to band together with organizations like Ducks Unlimited. The time is now to rescue our wetlands.
0: Well, wow, I, I always get pumped up when I get to talk with Congressman Steve Scalise. You talk about Second Amendment guy. He, he's the real deal. <laughs> I guarantee you. Here's a story. To D.C. out of D.C., a uh, D.C. political comedian was robbed at gunpoint. And as a result, he has changed his stance on guns. The guy's name is Tim Young. He was headed to uh, one of D.C.'s newest hotspots, the Wharf about uh seven forty five in the evening, not late on a well lit section of m street for those of you who don 't know m street is you know it 's not the slums it 's not uh, a bad part of town i it 's right there in the middle of where everybody is it 's where the politicians are the lobbyists the you know and obviously the comedians uh, he 's headed to this hot place on m street uh, he said uh, A couple of guys came up to him, held a gun on him, robbed him of his phone, I think his wallet as well. He said six or seven people witnessed the attack, but no one tried to help him while it was going on. He says two people called 911 after it was over, he said, and the rest of the folks just walked off. Quote, they just stood by and watched as I was yelling for help. Help, I'm being robbed. They stood by and watched recalled young he says the attack has changed his thoughts on guns young says in the story i'm reading who grew up in southwest baltimore said he's been in some bad places in his life and nothing happened to him then he assumed things would continue to go that way now that's interesting been in some bad places nothing bad happened he assumed it would just always be that way he said now he absolutely plans to apply for a concealed carry permit in District of Columbia, which you can apply for now. Uh he said it won't be easy. It's one of the toughest places to get that. He says, quote, when you're in an instance where there's a gun pointed at you and your life is being threatened for your property and no one's going to help. He says, and now I know that no one's going to help. I want to feel more secure. I want to feel safe, and I have something to defend myself with, he said. He wants to feel safe. Well, okay, I'm, nothing wrong with feeling safe. The way you, if you're realistic, the way you feel safe is to be safer. I mean, just deciding that you're safe, that wasn't. that's what he did before. He just assumed he would be okay. He felt safe. Now he doesn't feel safe because he, reality has intruded. It's popped that balloon, that bubble. And now he understands that no one's going to help. He said that over and over. No one helped. Now I realize no one's going to help. Yes, no, they're not. And you are, I'll try to put a a nice term, you are foolish if you think anyone's going to help you. Now, if someone does, great, but don't count on it. It's probably not going to happen. Not a bystander and not the police because the police aren't going to be there. It's up to you to take care of it. Yeah. If you want to feel safe, get a gun and then train, train, train. Because getting a gun is not enough. It's not even close to being enough. In fact, it's not even the thing. You would actually, this is going to sound weird, you would actually be safer. Given the choice of getting a gun and no training or getting training and no gun, getting training and no gun would make you safer by far. Isn't that interesting? Absolutely true. Line two, Brett's with us out of Wheatsville, Wheatsfield, that is, uh, Indiana. Hey, Brett.
3: Tom, I just want to thank you. Uh, I've been listening to you for years and years, and you for a long time have said uh, 1911 and 9 millimeters is the thing to do with. And I finally broke down. I've got lots of 1911s and forty five, but I've yeah. got a SIG 1911 compact. Well, so I'm going to go back to carry 1911 in 9mm. And what I'm an excellent, excellent, sweet shooting gun. You are. Isn't,
0: thank I you. mean, isn't that just one of the most amazing? And, and the thing is, I'm like you, grew up on 1911, shot 45s forever. I have thrown a lot of 230 grain pills downrange. <laughs> yes. And then the first time I shot a 9mm in 1911, it's kind of like, oh, that's nice. Yes, yes.
3: So, I mean, it's just, uh, I, and then it wasn't like, I didn't believe you. So, no, thanks there just, said, oh, I'll get
0: to it. I like, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, I know. Well, and, that is and, uh, great. And, and that SIG is a really nice 911. You've done well. So, uh, yeah, you know, and I think you may have heard me. I'm, I'm thinking about trying that. I'm going to uh, switch back to a 911. Going to go with a 9 millimeter for a while. I can't stay with anything for a while. But, look, I appreciate it, uh, Brett. That's a great uh, range report. He, he listened, listened, listened. Finally, he uh, took action on it. Yeah, the 9mm 1911 is one of the sweetest shooting pistols you could put in your hand. Because, one, it's 1911, and two, it has re- the reduced recoil. It's so sweet of the 9mm. It is just terrific. Really is super. All right, 866 Talk Gun. Get you in here. Looking for your range reports. What have you been shooting? Have you bought anything recently? And is there anything on your wish list? 866 Talk Gun.
2: Good morning, Mr. Gresham. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to host a radio show that will bring truth and common sense to the discussion of firearms rights in this country. Good luck, Tom, to you and your Tom Gresham's Gun Talk team.
0: All right, back with you, Tom Gresham. Eight six six Talk Gun, or just dial me at Tom Talk Gun. We're just we're shooting the breeze. We're talking about guns and shooting and scopes and ammo and bullets and reloading and Polsters, gun safes doesn't matter. It's all it's all good. We can talk about any of it. Uh, oh, uh, you know uh, how the media keeps saying, "Well, gun sales are down. Gun sales are down. It's the death of the gun companies. You know, the firearms industry is, is kaput. It's done for." Well, yeah, except for this past week when we saw that <laughs> there are three major gun slash ammo companies uh, that are publicly traded. American Outdoor Brands, that's Smith & Wesson and a bunch of others. Vista Outdoors, think of uh, Federal, RCBS, Savage, and Ruger. Let's see, their stocks are uh, American Outdoor Brands up 4.5%, Vista Outdoors up 2.6%, Ruger up 2.4% after they had a rally after the next checks for January information came out. I saw that the Trace, Bloomberg's fake news organization, the, the like to say they're the news organization that tracks gun issues. No, they're just a mouthpiece for the gun banner, Michael Bloomberg, paid for by Bloomberg. But they've been making a big deal about, you know, gun sales are down, gun sales are down. Showing the NICS checks for 2017 versus 18. But I noticed they didn't put out a piece about the January numbers. The NICS NICS is N-I-C-S, National Instant Criminal Background Check System. Um, Basically, it's the background checks you do when you buy a gun from a dealer, which, oh, yeah, by the way. We already have background checks. We don't need more background checks. We have them. Um, See, the numbers are up, uh, I think, about 3.5% in January over the previous January. So the numbers are up, which caused this rally for these companies. But the media somehow missed it. Do you think maybe they didn't know about it? Or do you think they just aren't going to say anything positive about guns, gun ownership, or gun... Companies, perhaps. Just just saying. I don't know. Line 3, Barry's with us out of Carson City, Nevada. Hey, Barry.
4: Hey, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate yeah. that. What's up? Um, w- well, first of all, uh, um, I wanted to get your information or or, or uh, suggestion on uh, maybe one of those new uh, uh, 223 and the AR platform pistols or maybe uh-huh. uh, 762 by... Thirty-nine. I, I I, I don't really need one, but I don't
0: have one. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's get away with. Let's back up. We don't talk need here, okay? Need has nothing to do with it, okay? So, all right. Uh, AR-15 style pistols. Um, I am a fan of them as long as they have the arm brace on them. I find them to be somewhere between difficult and impossible to shoot without the arm brace on it.
4: Uh I, I like them too because it looks weird with just that big old tube sticking yeah, out. Yeah,
0: it's goofy. But you can shoot them with the arm brace, and just for those who are still not clear, it is absolutely legal to put that on your shoulder or to put that, your face down on the stock. It's nothing wrong with that. What you now have is a. In essence, we've almost done away with the demand for SBRs, for short barrel rifles, and having to pay the $200 tax and get the license and all that because right. these become that. Um. I'm going to suggest, rather than a seven six two by thirty nine, that you consider a three hundred blackout.
4: Okay. Yeah. Well, I like that too. But the only reason I was saying those two calibers is because of the price of the ammo, and I don't know what three I don't know what three hundred blackout costs because I've never priced it.
0: It's more expensive. You're, well, you don't have any military surplus, you know, gazillions and gazillions of rounds. Yeah, the two two three five five six ammo you can buy cheap. Uh, and obviously, you can get 762 by 39 cheap, but man, the blackouts really rock. Uh, and then, should you ever think about putting a suppressor on it, you can go subsonic with the blackout, and that is a stunner. Once you start doing that, you just can't go back. It's so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Right.
4: Right. Okay. Well, I'll tell you on the good news part. Yes. So, I, I, I did go down to the local sporting goods to, to get one of those pistols. They had a. Oh, one of those um, Springfield Armory Saints, yeah. And of course, they had just sold it, so it was kind of a lucky thing because I uh, called my buddy in Texas, and they had these new uh, Colt. They call them a a, 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 a Taylor or something like that.
0: Yeah, Taylor is a distributor, and yeah, they have a. They do sometimes sometimes they'll do special runs or limited editions of, of different guns.
4: Uh, right. And uh, what I ordered was, is I guess it comes with the G10 grips, and it's uh, a black slide, and then that cream coat uh, bottom on the bottom of the uh, frame of the pistol is tan, and uh, it cost me like uh, eight hundred and sixty bucks, and then plus oh. transfer.
0: Okay, so you you're, you switched on me. You went to a nineteen eleven, huh?
4: Yeah. Well, yeah, that was uh, I, I did switch on you because. Okay. I had I had just I
3: had went. Yeah.
0: I, I no wanted no your that, no, no, listen, that that Talo, uh Colt 1911 is a stunner. You, you have you gotten the pistol yet? I get it tomorrow. Man, are you going to love it. It is really nice You got Cerakote. Yeah, it is gorgeous. It shoots well. I mean, you know, I mean the Colts shoot well. They're, they're Colts, come on. Um you're going to love it. I mean, well done. Yeah, Talo is actually a buying group, not a distributor. Um, and then you can get, the uh, dealers can get Talo guns through their various distributors. So
4: Yeah, it's, it, I'm sorry, it's it no, no, in one of right. 400 I, that, or whatever.
0: You're going to love it. It's, tell you what, now what you have to do, once you get it, after you get it out and run a couple hundred rounds through it, did you get it in 45 or 9?
4: Oh, 45. I, they didn't have it in a 9.
0: Okay. Uh, once you run a couple okay hundred rounds like through it, it I need you to call us back and give us a range report, because I know a lot of people are going to want to know about this pistol, okay?
4: Right. And, Sounds uh, good. Uh, All right. Uh, you, you I c- just love it.
0: All right, good deal. Right, Barry, that's your homework assignment. Once you get your pistol, go out and shoot it, and then call us back on a show in a week or two and give us a range report. out of work. i got to scoot to the break here. 866-TALK-GUN. Tom Gresham, it's Gun Talk.
2: It's the next generation target pistol, the SW22 Victory from Smith & Wesson. Stainless steel frame, interchangeable match barrel, thumb safety, fiber optic sights, and a Picatinny rail. The SW22 Victory is ready for anything, targets or small game. Also available with a threaded barrel or cryptic camo finish. And it's backed by the Smith & Wesson Lifetime Service Policy. Learn more about the SW22 Victory at smith-wesson.com. You got your carry permit, and that's good. But you know you could use more training. Get the
0: DVDs, which have what you need. Springfield Armory presents Concealed Carry 1 and Concealed Carry 2 with Bata Group. Learn specific
2: concealed carry skills from Top Gun fighting trainers. Get trained. Be prepared. This really is life and death.
0: ChopgunTalk.com. ShopGunTalk.com. Hi, this is Tom Gresham from Gun Talk. America is losing critical wildlife habitat at a rate of one football field every hour. It's happening on the Louisiana coast, but it's critical to all sportsmen and conservationists. These precious wetlands provide winter habitat for more than 10 million ducks and geese annually. Waterfowl that migrate north through dozens of states. Don't shrug it off. Get involved. You can help. Visit VanishingParadise.org. Brownells has gone retro. Check out Brownells' new line of retro AR-15 and AR-style 308 rifles at brownells.com slash retro. Whether you're looking for Eugene Stoner's original 308 design, the famous M16A1, Air Force 601, or the XM-177 carbine,
3: Brownells has the classic, new production, old-school rifle of your dreams. Own the firearm you used in basic training, carried in service, or that Grandpa always talks about. See more at brownells.com slash retro.
0: we have got the uh, the NRA, the Great American Outdoor Show. Yeah, the Great American Outdoor Show at Harrisburg going on. Um, huge show, huge show. Uh, and this newspaper he interviewed a guy who was there. Uh, guy's name is Frank Menendez. And said uh, back in 99, he got out of the NRA. Didn't like him. After the Columbine shooting, he thought that the NRA should have not gone to Colorado. He got mad, and he left. But now he's joined them again. And the article is all about why. He says, back in '99, he says, I was very, very upset about that. I said, I think they should have showed uh, those people a little more respect in Colorado that he's talking about. He says, he refused to join the NRA for years But now, this week, the 54-year-old welder drove from Long Island, New York, to Harrisburg for the Great American Outdoor Show. There he paid the $35 membership fee and joined the NRA. So what changed? He said he doesn't think that the NRA has. Instead, he thinks that the rest of the country has. And it's to the point where, in his view, regular gun owners like him are seen as bad people. Quote, I'm sick of this country's attitude toward guns. He said, I have no choice but to help them. Talking about the NRA. That's the way it seems now. I think the guy's got it figured out. 866-TALK-GUN. Line one, James, Waco, Texas. James.
3: Hello, Tom. Uh, You were talking earlier about uh, all those uh, Nick's numbers that the they're all growing about being down. I wonder how how much of those numbers are influenced uh, by the increasing number of concealed handgun uh, carriers who don't have to do the NICS check
0: every time. Ah, yes, in some states, if you have a concealed carry permit, you can show that and they don't have to call it into the FBI to do a background check. So, yes, there are tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of guns being purchased that do never show up on the NICS background check. That's an excellent point.
3: Yeah, in my circle of friends, we're all big shooters, and everybody has a concealed handgun, or we're buying guns left and right from dealers, and those don't do NICS.
0: That's a great <laughs> point. So the, the actual number of guns being purchased is higher than what the NICS background check is showing.
1: I think so for sure.
0: Yeah. By the way, uh, if you're in a state, for instance, Louisiana is one of those. Uh, If I have the regular five-year permit, that will work uh, instead of a background check. But they also offer a lifetime permit, and that will not work, for those who don't know, Uh, that won't substitute for your background check. And that's why a lot of people originally got the Lifetime one and then went, oh, wow, i got to go back and get the the five-year one. So just a heads up. Hey, thanks for the call, James. Appreciate it. Let's jump back up to line two. Uh, Lee's with us out of Houston, Texas. Hey, Lee, welcome to Gun Talk.
3: Thank you very much, sir. I've never owned a gun, and I live in a neighborhood where I want to own one. I Mm -hmm. want to get a nine-meter, but I want to do it the right way. What do I need to do, and how do I go about learning to shoot it?
0: Okay, <laughs> that's two great questions, and I'm I'm just going to congratulate you on the front end for your second question, which is how do I learn to shoot it? Because buying a gun's one thing, but that doesn't take care of the problem. Uh, you're in Houston, right? Yes, sir. You are lucky. You have really good gun stores there. What I would do if I were you, I would find a store that has a shooting range attached to it. Uh, what that's going to do is allow you and, and Just go in and tell them, look, I don't know about guns. I don't know, you know, what I should buy. I've not shot one. What I'm going to recommend is that you tell them, I need to get with an instructor. I need like an hour with a shooting instructor. And let me try two or three different guns that you have here that you would recommend. And you're going to get a shooting lesson. And you're going to get to try two or three different guns. And then when you're done, you will actually have a the experience and the knowledge to make a decision of what works for you and which gun you like. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Now, once you do that, when you buy the gun, they're going to have to do a background check. They call it in to the FBI. Uh, And usually it only takes five minutes, ten minutes or so for that to happen. But what they're going to check on is if you have any uh, felony uh, convictions, because if you have a felony conviction any time in the past, you can't own a gun. Or if you have, let's see, if you have a, a restraining order against you, or a misdemeanor conviction again on a domestic violence deal, those are the biggies. Uh, apart from that, it should go through without any problem. Okay. All right. Well, well look, good luck with happening. it. And, and, and here is the thing: once you get the gun, I would encourage you to please keep getting training. Find out when they're going to do, be doing classes on self defense and that type of deal. And the other thing is, are you are going to keep this gun in your house. Yes. Uh, ask them about a locking box or a safe uh, that way, and they're not very expensive. That way, when you're not in the house, you can lock it up. I don't know if you have kids or grandkids that ever come around, but you got to make sure the guns are absolutely locked away when the kids are around. It's amazing what they can get into. I mean, heck, they can find Christmas presents anywhere, so we know they can find stuff, right? Right, right. Oh. All right. Look, congratulations on uh, taking charge of your own safety. I, I appreciate it, and yeah, you're lucky. You're you're a place where you got uh, a lot of uh, a lot of access to gun stores and ranges. Congratulate. Appreciate that. <sighs> hey, John, don't go anywhere. We're going to get to you. Just not quite enough time to get you. Well, I'll bring you in on the back side here. Um, interesting. Somebody that doesn't has not shot a gun, doesn't know anything about guns, but wants to buy a gun. Hearing that all all the time. All the time. Well, why? Well, I want to be safe. I want to, I want to stay safe. I want to feel safe. And understanding that nobody else can provide that. Let me say that again. No one else can provide that for you. You have to do it for yourself. And one of the things I have women who say, well, I don't I don't carry a gun because my husband does. Yeah, great. What's going to happen? Who's most likely to be the victim of the attack if you two are together? Well, he is. So if somebody comes up and sticks a gun in his belly or whacks him in the back of the head with a baseball bat, what are you going to do? Crickets. Never thought of that. Yeah, I know you never thought of that. That's why That's why I'm here. I have to think of that kind of stuff. You need to carry as well, ladies. And you need to have training as well. And you really need to train as a couple, because the two of you together are like five times better than either one of you separately. It's amazing what two people can do in terms of covering different angles of fire and that type of thing. All right, 866 Talk Gun. But that'll get you in here. When we come back, we'll be ready to take your calls. Open lines. Go straight to the phones. John is in Albany, Oregon, on 04. Hey, John, thanks for calling
3: in. Thanks, Tom. Hey, uh, uh, concerning the NRA, uh, I've heard people saying, and I think um, a lot of them are on the internet and a lot of them have been face to face with me, uh, mm-hmm. saying that the uh, NRA is not in our corner, not doing things in our best interest concerning gun rights. And uh, I wanted your take on that. You can also have my favorite, carry gun, if you got
0: time. Okay, we'll do both, okay? Uh, okay. My take on it, I just answered somebody on Twitter about this. Somebody said, yeah, the guy should have uh, joined GOA instead of the NRA because GOA doesn't compromise. Yeah, well, you know, they're also not very effective. I'm sorry, and I know that offends people. Too bad. Too bad. Uh, here's the deal. It's not a one versus the other. It's not NRA versus GOA versus the Second Amendment Foundation. They all do different Things, and I have a problem with all of them at various times. And I'm even on the board of the Second Amendment Foundation, so I'm, sometimes I sometimes have a problem with me. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I personally think you need to support all of them. People go, "Oh, well, that costs a lot of money." No, it doesn't. No, it does not. You're out there shooting ammo like crazy. You're buying guns like crazy. Don't tell me you can't spend thirty-five bucks for an NRA membership. You want things done in Congress? NRA gets that done. You want things done in the courts? The Second Amendment Foundation is probably as good or better at that. And if you really seriously want to get involved and make something happen, you have to be involved with and donate to your state organization. So I don't I don't buy into the well, gee, the NRA compromises. Everybody compromises on something somewhere, sometime. Sometimes you've got something that they're going to cut off your arm, and you say, I'll, I'll trade you a finger. Okay, it's a good deal. We'll do that. Then I'll come back and we'll fight another day. The analogy falls apart at that point because sometimes we can get it back. You couldn't get back your finger. All right. So, what's your favorite carry gun?
3: Uh, Yeah, my favorite is the Para P fourteen forty five, and I carry it IWB every day.
0: You know, a lot of people have forgotten about the fourteen shot nineteen eleven that Para used to make. Interesting. How Uh, long you had that pistol?
3: Yeah, Remington's now making something similar.
0: Yep, uh, or, and of course, again, STI yeah. has—is uh, it what do they call the 2011 instead of the 1911? They call it the 2011. STI has a double stack oh. 1911. How long have you had I, that Para? Uh
3: about four years, and I and I did like a lot of Para shooters have feeding issues with it, and mm-hmm. I fixed it. And a lot of people don't know how to fix it, uh, and uh, so. Uh, I, I widened the feed ramp on it and mm-hmm. and kind of flared the back of the uh, chamber area down mm-hmm. low. And if they mm-hmm. go to a good gunsmith that knows what they're talking about, like that. the R&D guys at, at Barstow, they can tell you all about it. Because I talked to a guy at Barstow for a long time, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and he told me what they do. So, so, you're
0: carrying, so you got 14 rounds, 14 plus one, actually, of 45. I do. That, it's a that's fantastic a fantastic
3: gun.
0: Do you I'd carry a it. spare mag? I
3: do.
0: Excellent. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a big fan of uh, always having a spare mag, just because who knows, uh, your mag could take a dump on you at some point, and you can fix the whole gun just by you know swapping out the mag. Hey, thank you for that report. I appreciate that. I had, actually we have not talked about the Para's in quite a while, and yes, Remington bought Para. Ended up folding the para ordnance manufacturing and models into the Remington line of pistols. And they didn't bring them all over, but some of them, and some of them you can get there. So, yeah, worth taking a look at the, the Remington line as well. And as I say, if you like uh, double-stack 1911s, STI makes really high-quality ones, and uh, they're pretty nice as well. You just got to figure out if your hand will fit around those. The grips are a little bit thicker, necessarily, you have to be, of course. Hey, don't go far. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Tiger McKee from Shoot Right Academy and we have Maj Touré from Black Guns Matter on deck.